0: hey what's up and welcome to another podcast recap episode today i will be recapping my episode with jeremy stein titled why you should go to the lands of the bible and jeremy is the head of educational content development and a teaching strategist with the centers for holy land studies and jeremy was the lead teacher along on 14 day trip that brittany and i took to turkey and greece And it was absolutely amazing. He went way above and beyond, made the trip absolutely incredible. Like the things that he shared at every site we went to were literally mind-blowing, life-changing. Bible came alive to me in a, a brand new way. And I just can't say enough about Jeremy and the incredible job that he did. And I've got to preface this by saying that if you have not listened to the full episode, this is a must listen. So if you haven't listened to the full episode yet, Pause this literally right now. Go back to episode 103 and listen to the full 45 or so minutes of the interview I did with Jeremy Stein because it will blow your mind. With that being said, if you have already listened to the full episode, then this will just be a much shorter condensed version, and we'll give you all the highlights in a much shorter time frame. All right, so we started off and I asked Jeremy to tell us a little bit of his his backstory. You know, how did he get involved in leading trips like this? And for him, when he was in college, he took a trip to Israel for one month through the Center for Holy Land Studies, and it literally totally changed his life to the point where he thought he was going in one direction, and he ended up leaving the trip, and he signed up for an MA program to basically learn how to be a teacher and lead trips like this. So totally transformed his life, and he changed directions because of the trip. Now, for those of you that don't know what the Center for Holy Land Studies is, he explained that as well. So it's basically a Department of the Assemblies of God, which is a Pentecostal Christian denomination. And their mission is to equip believers to understand and apply the Bible through its culture, history, land, and spirit. And really, they just want to help the Bible come alive to you. And Jeremy did an absolutely incredible job of that for me and Brittany and for our entire group. Alright, so next I'm going to give a very brief overview of our trip. So in the interview I asked Jeremy to give a brief overview of our trip and he spent about 20 minutes going over every site that we went to and, and giving a few little nuggets about each one. So I'm going to give a much, much quicker version of that. So we started out in Thessaloniki, which is northern Greece. And northern Greece in the New Testament is referred to as Macedonia. And so, some of the locations we visited in northern Greece were Berea, Thessaloniki, and Philippi. Philippi is the city where Paul and Silas were beaten and put into prison. From there, we went into Turkey, and Turkey in the New Testament is referred to as Anatolia, Asia, and Asia Minor a lot. And in the Old Testament, Some of the people groups that were living there would have been the Hittites, as an example. So we started off there going to the ancient city of Troy, which a lot of you probably know from the Trojan Wars, and you've heard of, of course, the Trojan Horse. You've maybe seen the movie Troy. And so Jeremy talked about an Old Testament connection, 1 Samuel 17, to the city of Troy. From there, we went to Alexandria Troas. That was a really cool place. So Paul passed through there several different times, and at one point, that is where he got the Macedonian call. He had a dream. He was planning on going further into Asia, had a dream. The Holy Spirit stopped him from going into Asia. And he had a dream that he was supposed to go into Macedonia, which was northern Greece. So that's what he did. And from there, we went to Asos. And then after that, we went and visited all seven of the locations of the churches of the book of Revelation. So first up was Pergamum, and this was one of my favorites. It's basically a mountaintop fortress. It's high up on this mountain with valley surrounding. You can see for miles and miles around. It's amazing. We went to Sardis. We went to Philadelphia, which there's a modern city, and basically there's just one uh, part of one block left and uh just the single building from the 5th century AD but it's still really cool to go see that then we went to Thyatira we went to Colisei which was very interesting because other than a sign saying Colisei there's really nothing there we walked up on top of this hill just grass on top because it is 100% unexcavated So it is a site that they're looking at within the next few years starting to excavate. So that'll be really cool, really exciting when they start excavating that and we see what's actually there because we didn't actually see anything there, but it's still very cool just to be standing on the ground and to hear Jeremy as well as our pastor and the in-country guide go into detail about what the city would have been like and the full context related to the Bible. And then from there we went to Laodicea, and we saw some house churches because prior to Christianity being legalized, which was in AD 300 something, that's how the churches met. It it wasn't an actual church building, it was house churches. So we saw a house church. We also saw a fourth century church there that was huge, which was awesome. And we went to the ancient city of Hierapolis, Roman city, and we saw the Esclepion there, Cleopatra's Bath. You can look that up. And from there we went to Pamukkale, which is one of the current wonders of the world. Just go Google that. And then we went to Didyma and Miletus, which Jeremy mentioned, two places that are usually skipped over. I'm really grateful that we went to them. So Miletus is where Paul met with the Ephesian leaders. It was his last time speaking to them. And Didyma is not actually in the Bible. However... I'm very grateful we went there because the largest standing Roman slash Greek temple of the day was in the city of Ephesus. And there's basically nothing left of that. There's like part of one pillar left. And the temple in Didyma was basically the exact same size, almost an exact replica, just slightly smaller. And Didyma actually means twin. And There are tons and tons of pillars still in place in Didyma, and basically the entire structure of the temple is still all there, and you can walk through it all. So we went there to get an idea of the size and scope of the temple that would have been in Ephesus, and it was absolutely mind-blowing. One of my favorite parts, just standing by and seeing that 2,000 years ago, the size of the pillars and the ornate carvings in them, it was absolutely mind-blowing. I can't imagine you know, how much time and how much money it would have cost in order to get a temple of of that size and grandeur put together. Then we went to Ephesus. We got to see the Agora where Paul would have have worked for the three years or so that he was in Ephesus. We went to the theater where the Acts 19 riot took place um, and just saw some really cool places. And then from there, we went to Izmir, which was biblical city would have been Smyrna, the last of the seven churches of Revelation. And we flew back to southern Greece to Athens. And we went to the Parthenon, which Jeremy explained a little bit on the full episode about how that relates to the book of Esther. We went to Mars Hill, where Paul preached. You can go check that out in Acts 17. Um, And then we went to Corinth, where Paul spent 18 months and obviously, 1st and 2nd Corinthians were letters written to that church. And that is a super quick overview of our trip. It was amazing. Again, if you want way more detail, go listen to Jeremy in the full interview. But from there, I asked Jeremy a few questions to finish up. So I asked him, first of all, you know, what are some of your favorite sites across the Holy Lands? Not just the places we went in Turkey and Greece, but if you include Italy, Jordan, Egypt, and Israel, and his favorites, hands down, he said Didyma and Miletus, and you just heard me talk about them a little bit. Another one of his favorites, the city of Pompeii so everybody knows the eruption of Mount Vesuvius 79 AD covered it basically preserved the city in a time capsule and then he also mentioned a a place in Israel I'm not going to attempt to pronounce the name of it but it was a place in the wilderness where the Israelites were grumbling and where Moses strikes the rock and water comes out of it and I asked him also about you know what are some of the biggest myths or false beliefs people have about the holy lands or specific biblical sites and he mentioned a couple things. I won't go into detail here. You can go back and listen to the full episode if you want to hear him talk about it. But he mentioned David and Goliath and then also the story of Jonah. And Jeremy is also a licensed archaeologist. So I asked him, you know, what's going on in the field of archaeology? Anything exciting coming up? And he mentioned two specific digs that are happening right now and literally just a few weeks before, um, before our trip, which as time of recording this is about three or four weeks ago. So one of the sites they're working at is the the biblical city of Shiloh, which most people would pronounce Shiloh. They're trying to find out more about the tabernacle. You know, this is also the place where Samuel grew up. And yeah, they're trying to figure out, you know, how did the tabernacle operate and things like that. Then another place he mentioned, El Araj, which they believe to be the biblical city of Bethsaida by the Sea of Galilee. So it's really interesting because these things are happening right now present day i mean they're literally learning more and more every single day which is really cool and one of my favorite parts of the trip was in laodicea we got to see a fifth century church it was a huge church thriving church but it literally was just uncovered within the last 10 years so if you went to laodicea 11 years ago you never would have known that was there and how it changes The narrative and how archaeology and history are on the side of the bible the more things that get uncovered the more the bible is proved to be true so i love that and then i asked him look should every christian make an effort to go to the holy lands and he said unequivocally yes absolutely because there are just some things that you literally like you will never know if you don't go you'll never understand if you don't go you won't understand the full context and the bible just comes alive to us when we go and i can tell you firsthand now that i have been to turkey and greece and and seen all of these biblical sites i will never look at my bible and the stories within the bible the same way now that i actually know the place if i'm reading about the church in corinth or the church in philippi or any of the seven churches of revelation i'm no longer just reading the words and being like oh church of laodicea and having no idea what it was like where it was located, I know the full context now. And I know how it fits together related to other pieces of the puzzle in the Bible. And so I would just encourage you, any opportunity you get to go to any lands from the Bible, whether it be Israel or Turkey or Greece, Italy, Egypt, Jordan, just go. Don't think about it, just go. Find a way to make it happen and just go. And I also asked him, If someone really wanted to go, but they weren't able to go to Israel for whatever reason, what would be your second choice for someone to go within the Holy Lands? And he said Turkey, because Turkey has so many different sites, and I can vouch for that now that I've been there as well. Most people don't think of Turkey as being a place with lots of biblical sites, but someone told me about a week ago that 60% of the sites mentioned in in the new Testament are in Turkey. And then lastly, I asked Jeremy what his definition of an extraordinary man was. He gave two definitions. Number one, simply was just his dad, which is cool. And then number two was a person who continues doing what God has called them to do, regardless of circumstance. And he went into a little bit more detail than that, but that's essentially what he said. It was so awesome to interview Jeremy. This is literally one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done and I would highly encourage you again if you've not listened to the full episode make sure you go do it you will not be disappointed by that and if you want to get into contact with Jeremy or find out more about how you can go on a tour of your own to the holy lands you can go to the chls.org or you can also email Jeremy directly at jsteinag.org. At and I'll make sure there's links to both of those down in the show notes below. Guys, thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the Extraordinary Man podcast. Here's the thing, you're never going to maximize your potential on your own. So I'm personally inviting you to come and join me in the private Extraordinary Man Facebook group so you can level up your business and your life. Just head over to Facebook and type Extraordinary Man into the search box and it will show up as the first result. Iron sharpens iron, and this is the number one place for you to connect with me and other like-minded men who are on a mission to maximize their potential. My goal is to help you become the man God created you to be in all areas of your life. So come and join us in the Facebook group and upgrade your business and your life. I'll see you on the next episode.